What's up, crew? Paul Artali here. Welcome to the Fiercely Successful Podcast, the podcast that urges you to hit your dreams harder than you did the week before. I am uh, really excited to be here, um, and uh, of course, I have to be excited. It's my podcast, and uh, here, what I love about this podcast is that I record it on a Sunday night, typically, the, the hours before it releases you know, to everybody in, in, in Cyberland. And it's because I, I like to collect my thoughts on the Sunday and then reflect on the week and tell you what, what sat with me the most. And I was originally going to do an episode on anxiety and the, specifically the anxiety of those of us who uh, might have to get called back into work. The virtual age of the pandemic uh, is not coming to an end, but it is definitely shifting to be a little less Zoomish. And there's some anxiety going around about that. So I want to talk about that. And I will talk about that next week. Or I might even drop it as a bonus episode. But you're going to get that episode. But I was driving to McDonald's to buy my, uh, my my lovely wife, Sherry, a shamrock shake and as a nice surprise. And I was listening to a podcast with uh, Mark Maron's uh, WTF podcast. Uh, great podcast. Uh, listen, he interviews celebrities. Uh, he's a comedian. He interviews mainly the, the episodes I listen to are, are are stand-up comedians. And I'm listening to an episode where he's interviewing Chris Rock. Now, Chris Rock is one of my all-time favorite comedians. He's up there. He's on my Mount Rushmore uh, of comedians. Uh, just love him, and I love how he explains things when he's interviewed. So I'm really excited to have the chance to listen to this while I'm driving and doing some errands and grabbing a, a surprise treat for my lovely wife. And, and there's three things I want to share with you from that interview that really struck me. And I think they're really applicable to us on our journeys. And, and here, here's the first one. So in the interview, you know, if you don't know, Chris Rock was kind of, he was befriended by Eddie Murphy and Eddie helped give him some of his early opportunities. And he got the basically shadow Eddie and, and Eddie mentored him. I think he re- referred to Eddie as, as like a big brother. And, you know, Mark Marin asks him, you know, what's it like to shadow arguably the greatest comedian of all time, one of the greatest comedians of all time, definitely the greatest comedian of his era, and really one of the biggest celebrities in Hollywood uh, for a large part of the 80s and, and into the 90s. And it was interesting because Chris Rock's response, you know, was that there were things he learned that he wanted to emulate and there were things that he learned watching Eddie that he did not want to emulate, right? And so when being around Eddie Murphy, he said he really appreciated his his work ethic and how meticulous he was and how driven he was to be the best at everything and that work ethic really stuck with him. But he also saw that Eddie Murphy kind of, you know, rolled with a big crew and kind of had a lot of people and people on walkie-talkies. And he said he knew if he ever got famous, he didn't want that big of an entourage, that big of a crew. And he's, he's taken that. And so I think the take-home is I think it's the lesson out of that is we all have people we, we emulate. Now, some of them we have the advantage and the privilege of being close to and working with and shadowing. And we actually have connections with these people and sometimes we're just watching them from afar and whoever however you have this relationship with your mentor I think it's important to understand that you will not be the carbon copy of them don't try and be the carbon copy of them learn from them what is applicable to you to be successful and use that incorporate that 
And then the stuff you don't like, make it a point to not incorporate that. And actually, if it really bothers you, if it's definitely not who you are, to make it a point to not not do that when, you're, when your time is coming. So that was the first point. The, the second question, or I guess story in, in the Chris Rock interview that I thought was really interesting, he talked about, they were just talking about his career progression, and he talked about when Chris came into contact with a, a writer named Nelson George, and they would go on to record, uh, not record, they create the film CB4 and be collaborators. I think they still have a great relationship. And it was interesting because Chris Rock didn't finish high school, right? I mean, he got a GED, as he calls it, a good enough diploma uh, later on. And he said Nelson introduced him to a whole different world of educated black people and, and, and sort of an educated crowd. Uh, formally, so that's, that's how he, he came into folks like meet, meet folks like Cornell West, and it just got me thinking about. You know, we always talk about the circle we run with, like the people we're around, and bringing. I talk about you know bring recruit your success team and bring in allies, bring in coaches, and that's great, and you need to do that absolutely. But I think something to think about when you're building your success team is is understanding who on your team can open up the spheres of influence and the spheres of knowledge in your life, right? So Chris Rock didn't just bring this guy in who was just a writer, but he was a writer who could expose him to a a different type of person, a well-educated type of person. And these are Chris's words, more or less, not mine. And, And those relationships that he got from Nelson and the people that Nelson introduced him to uh, helped him forge his stand-up. And, you know, if you know, Chris Rock is known. Uh, and one of the things I love about him is like this political, intellectual style humor on some of the topics he, he discusses. And, you know, it's, it's this relationship that exposes him to the knowledge and the issues that bring that about. And he figures out how to deal with that as a comedian. So think about on your success team, who can expose you to what? And how? Well, that's a lot, like a lot of questions. So let me rephrase that. On your success team, think about not just how they can help you directly, but again, who they can introduce you to, and what what areas of knowledge can they add to make you even stronger. And sometimes that means introductions, and sometimes it's just incorporating more knowledge that you weren't aware of. The third uh, third part of that interview uh, that really struck me that I, I want to discuss quick is. It's really just a quote, and they were talking about Chris's early struggles on Saturday Night Live and to its lesser degree in Living Color and I, the Chris Rock show, and they're kind of talking about that. And, and that Chris just Chris Rock says something that I think is profound, and it actually resonated with me. He says, unless you're ambitious, you don't notice the racism. Unless you're ambitious, you don't notice the racism. And that, to me, was really powerful. I actually paused it and and reflected on it when I heard it. I mean, for me, as someone with a disability or what some would... I have different arms, so I walk into a room... My difference is clear. Uh, that I, I saw myself in that quote, and just having friends that are members of underrepresented groups, I uh, 
also saw their story in that. And it, it almost got an emotional reaction out of me. And I eventually pressed play to hear a little bit more. You know, what Chris Rock goes on to talk about a, lot, uh, about a little bit is just that if you're kind of going through the motions and you're just sort of doing things, you might be living in, in, in his case, a, a racist system. You might be facing the, the discrimination, but you're almost numb to it, right? You're not noticing it because it's just part of your daily life. But when you're ambitious and you want to break through the way people tell you you're supposed to be, the way people tell you that you're supposed to act, the way people tell you that this is the the highest you can achieve or you can achieve success, but it only looks like this. When you start pushing to have life on your terms, when you start pushing to be your very best in in addition to whatever identity is, but to be your very best because you love whatever it is you're doing, your craft, your profession, whatever it is. When you notice that, that means you got to push up against the system and against um, societal beliefs that don't necessarily expect that from you or even want that from you. You will start to notice the racism, in my case, the ableism, the sexism, right? Name the ism, other isms, right? Uh, and, and, Again, I think that's powerful, and I think it speaks even on a broader term that when we are folks who want some sort of change, okay, take the ism out of it just for a second. We'll come back to it because I don't want to minimalize it. But just the fact that if you've ever been in a work environment where you wanted to change a culture or the way something was done, and you start to buck up against that system, you start to see real quick those who are trying to kill that right away right? Think about working from home, okay? Let's take a, think about working from home, telecommuting before the pandemic, all right? Think about those, and I was one of them, advocating for it all the time, saying people don't need to be in an office all the time. They can stay home and do this work. Half of these meetings aren't really useful, or they can be done on Zoom, or whatever it is, right? Thinking about these ways, and people kind of laugh at you, right? And you see people real quick try to, no, we can't, they they use, um, HR policy is an excuse. They use sometimes the law as an excuse. Well, the law doesn't permit us to have an hourly employee work from home. Hell yeah, it does. How do you think telephone center operators freaking work? Come on, man. Um, you know, they're not all in a bullpen. Some of them are at home. Come on. And and, and so people, they come up with these excuses. And I know uh, working with some of my clients and organizations, they talk about, and some of my, my especially my one-on-one coaching clients, uh, when they're trying to make a career shift, I mean, the stories about how, uh, whether it was telecommuting or just they wanted a change, they wanted more flexibility in their schedule, and how they started to notice how the system and there were those sort of opponents to it coming in to try and thwart them, to try and make life harder, to try and sabotage their progress or sabotage that initiative was really, um, it's powerful, sad, disheartening. And you know, with the pandemic, it kind of forced it in everybody's face. But pre-pandemic, I mean, you know, pre-pandemic, there was – and there's still companies out there that have softwares that track how far – you know, how much you're actually in front of a computer screen and your keystrokes and all that, right? So um, – and, and try to change that and then you, you get pushback. And, and again, so back to Chris Rock's quote really quick about, again, unless you're ambitious, you don't notice the racism. I mean, I, I just saw that. I saw that and I'll talk a little bit about in my in my career the – if I, I could swap that, that statement out and add ableism and, and it would still reign true because when I wasn't ambitious and just kind of going, you know, go to work, get a paycheck, 
do your thing. You cared about your work, but you weren't like really like trying to kill it. I didn't notice things like that. I didn't care about things like that. Um, you know, but it wasn't until, you know, I get the courage to speak up in a meeting, to share my ideas. I get the, the courage to event and comfortable enough, enough with who I am to talk about issues of disability and to call people out in the room. And for me, it was never calling out an individual, but just calling out flaws. You see how people treat you, right? And you see how the system sometimes doesn't, uh, doesn't want to receive the information you're giving. Um, you talk about the ambition piece of just sometimes, uh, you know, I'm a dude who's got a PhD, who's an expert in human resource policy and, and work-life balance. I'm a guy that was a collegiate football coach, uh, understood the game very well. Uh, I'm a guy that just understands organizational culture and development really well and have a lot of training in that. And I can tell you, I could, I could sit here and talk a lot and give you several stories of how I've been in the room you know, pushing for change or just in the room and, and the words that come out of your mouth go over everybody's head and they either, and, and they're not listening to it. And then, you know, minutes later or meet next meeting, someone says the exact same thing you said and it's received, right? So you start to notice all these problems in the system. And for me, sometimes, you know, I sometimes got the impression that, you know, my role as an individual with a disability in a meeting room is to really just be happy that I have a job and just to be there. Well, if you know me, just being there is not good enough. And, and for me, as you know, even as, as a speaker, uh, yes, I talk about overcoming my challenges and playing football. That's the story I love. And that's what inspires myself and, and, and the lessons in my life to share with others. But there are times where, you know, I, I like to work on org culture, help people with the work-life balance, help companies create work-life inclusive communities. And <laughs> it's interesting how sometimes people like expect you to, to like not do that and to do more of the disability work. So, I mean, all this to say that um, your ambition will expose a, a, a it'll expose the reality of, of certain situations to you in a way that it would not if you were, you know, if you were not ambitious, right? So that's what I wanted to share with you. And again, it's just, I was really inspired by that interview. I changed my script at the last minute and here I am in, in my basement uh, trying not to freeze and telling you about that. So once again, the three lessons here from, from Chris Rock are, are number one, uh, you know, that learn from your role models and your gurus and your mentors and, and incorporate what would make you stronger and don't incorporate what you don't like, right? You don't have to be a carbon copy of them. Be the best version of yourself by incorporating their elements. Number two, when you're building your success team with your mentors, make sure you're bringing in some mentors and some success team members, allies, who aren't just going to strengthen you from a nuts and bolts everyday perspective, but who can expose you to different communities and different ways of thinking and better ways of thinking to make you an even more dangerous weapon, just like uh, uh, Chris Chris Rock did when he he brought uh, Nelson uh, on board, right? When he when he brought um, you know, and they created Bay Four and all that stuff. And of course, the third one again, that powerful quote of. Um, until you're ambitious, you don't notice the racism. Understand that the more ambitious you are, that will sort of enlighten you. That'll that'll give you the pill, matrix style. That'll open up some of the realities of the world and some of the the challenges you're going to be in the attitudes and the systems that are sometimes against you. Be ready for that. It, it's not a. I mean, it's a bad thing, but it's a thing, and and so don't be shocked by it. You got to find ways to deal with it, and that, we can talk about that 
in another cast. That's what I got. Love learning. Comedians are my favorite fo- my favorite people. Love stand-up comedians. Um, they really just have beautiful insights into life. And that's the show. Uh, remember to like, subscribe, share, rate this podcast. Do everything you do. Love the support y'all are giving me. I will see you next week on the fa- the Faithly Successful. I don't even know the name of my own darn cast. That should be an edit, but it's not going to be an edit because I like to do this raw and in the moment. <laughs> That's it for the Fiercely Successful podcast. I'm Paul Artale. Please go after your dreams harder this week than you did the week before. Go get them. I'll see you next week.